Hi everyone, you're listening to Humanize Your Workplace with Alyssa Carpenter, where we chat about all things, well, human. On each of these bite-sized episodes, I'll give you something new to try to become more self-aware, help you build better work relationships, or just try to get you through a sticky work situation. It all starts with an open mind and a conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of Humanize Your Workplace. This week, we're going to chat with Christy Wallace, who's the CEO of Elevate Network, and she's responsible for executing Elevate's network's mission to close the gender achievement gap in business by providing professional women with a global community to lean on and learn from. She lives in Brooklyn with her husband and three wonderful children. Thank you so much for joining us, Christy. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here. I was just thinking about, you know, how I met you was just kind of observing and then getting the chance to speak with you during a Q&A session that you had in an event in New York. And I can't even imagine how many of those you've done. And it was just wonderful to be able to kind of see you in your element and really sharing your trade secrets, if you will, <laughs> with the with the women in the room. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it's funny. It, so it was an event on networking. And I... I think about networking all the time. My my job is all about networking, Elevate. It's about creating opportunities for women to connect. And yet it's still this, you know, black box, uh, this unknown, this, you know, secret that we feel like we haven't tapped into. And that week alone, I think I did three events on networking. And each time there's tons of questions and different questions. And people are just trying to figure out how to do it and how to make it work for them. And do you find the word networking to be cliche? Is there another word we should be using? Because I, I really get mixed signals or ideas from people that that word is even this phrase people don't want to hear. Yeah, it, it's tricky. Uh, networking is a word that you know, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You've heard of it. You understand what it means. Same as community. Um, so they tend to be used a lot for many different things. Because it's, you know, it, it immediately brings the association to mind. But I have heard that quite a bit. I mean, networking to many people feels very dirty or it feels really transactional, really salesy, um, lacking in, you know, authenticity and deepening of relationships. Um, also now in a digital age, networking means you know, web connections and being on the network. So it's something yeah. completely different. And I, I thought a lot about this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm on a mission to, to find the next word for, for really it's about, you know, how do you build relationships? Yes. And, but I think relationships tends to make you think about your friends or your family, like those deeper, deeper relationships and personal relationships. And so there's got to be this middle ground of it's not transactional business it's not maybe a relative or someone you've known all your life what is that space in between where you build authentic connections with those who um, can help you you know professionally personally and uh, vice versa Oh, now I'm on a mission with you because it's true. I say the word and it's so important to me as I work with clients to build relationships but I think that can be in a weird way, you know, that that phrase, people can think it's too fluffy. It's not really, it's not 
right necessarily and it's not necessarily networking it is somewhere in between in this professional mm-hmm. space where you're trying to get to know people yeah so is, what, what are some of your networking tips i want to i want to hear what, what yeah. stood out for you, for you from that event or what um you know what 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 are your tips i think first and foremost people i don't want to say don't care about what you do, people want to know who you are. So what do you bring to the table? What do you believe in? What do you like to do for fun? I I think we get so caught up in this is who I am professionally. This is my job. This is my background. And not that that's not memorable, but I think people tend to gravitate towards people that they relate to, just like they gravitate towards people they know, they like, they trust. So being able to build that conversation and that relationship, I believe, can go a longer way. And networking, to me, is tough. I don't love going into a large room and seeing all these people I don't know. And my goal isn't to to meet people for two seconds each. If I can leave with a few really great contacts, somebody I had a conversation with, that's, to me, a successful event or a successful day. Yeah, I, I, I love all of that. I think it's, it's interesting, um, you know, when you're at an event and someone is, is introducing a person, right? And it's, this is their name, this is their title, these, this is where they worked before, these are the awards they've received. And it's, you know, it's a resume. And that's still very one-dimensional. But if they switch it on its head, and it's, you know, this person is incredibly passionate about X, they, in, they drive that passion or they drive impact and things they care about every single day by doing Y and Z. Here are the things that get them out of bed every day and are meaningful to them. And that, that is, could be getting at the exact same information, yep. but you're coming at it from a different direction, which is how do you humanize that person and um, talk about what makes them unique versus, you know, this one dimensional listing of accomplishments or titles. Exactly. And you're sharing stories and you're sharing experiences and things you might say might relate to somebody that you didn't even realize. And then they truly grasp what you do because you shared something that related to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you mentioned during the Q&A session was this idea of community hours. And I, I never heard of it in that type of way. Can you tell me a little bit more about what exactly that is and and how it's helped your organization to get closer with one another? Yeah, I'm, uh, thank you for this question because I love answering it. I, um, so I also have a podcast, the Elevate podcast, and one that a few, a year ago, maybe or two, uh, this woman uh, from Accenture, Nellie Barrero, was on the podcast, and and I really, appreciate Nellie a lot. I mean, she is just such an advocate, um, particularly for Latino women in the workplace around mental health, uh, around creating workspaces that really cultivate and, and support the entire person and recognize the things we bring into, into the workplace with us um, that may be that. unseen or um, don't apply directly to our day-to-day jobs. So she had mentioned that Accenture, they do town halls and particularly town halls around, um, you know, things that are happening in the world outside of the workplace that may be impacting those in the workplace and using it as a time to bring um, 
conversation and awareness into into that space and it it really it really hit me it, it resonated with me and so it's something that I thought okay how do I make this a reality at Elevate and I know my team is is really close knit but they're incredibly diverse mm-hmm. and so they face diff- the things that are happening in this world affect them differently they face different challenges they have different perspectives and they don't always recognize um you know the the impacts of of our world on on people outside of of, of them right and mm-hmm. an easy way is even just talking about you know environments there's someone on our team who's really passionate about the environment and was bothering her that people would you know bring plastic silverware from the deli or plastic containers and use um you know hand soap and plastic bottles and so she started making changes but um but people didn't understand why this mattered to her and why she was making these changes in the workplace to try to advocate so long story short we started community hours and it's uh every other week or or once a week uh, every other week or once a month and it's just a safe space for anyone in the company to come together and to talk about what's on their mind and there's no set agenda. There's no um, judgment. It is a safe space. You know, there's the understanding of, you know, Elevate is, has values and guiding principles. And we, we don't just put it out there for, you know, publicity or, or you know, show. Mm-hmm. We really internalize them and we believe in them and we, we address them on a regular basis with our team. Are we living our values and what does it mean? And living our values internally with each other with our customers, with our broader community. And so there's, you know, respect always is one of our values. Um, we talk a lot about action. We talk about the power and diversity. And the community hours has become this safe space for those on our team to talk about what, what they're facing and um, what's keeping them up at night or what's impacting them. Uh, and then beyond that, we do uh, use Slack as a tool within our company, a communication tool, and we have channels that are specific to mental health um, to talk about, you know, maybe something that triggered them that day or a way that they're feeling. Um, but you realize in all of these situations, like how you, you have to learn the etiquette. You have to learn um, how to make that effective within your organization. So, for example, in the Slack channel, um, if someone's going to post something, they first say, hey, you know, trigger warning, um, and then they post it in the comments. So if someone, so it's not just popping up in someone's feed and mm-hmm. they, they see something that could affect them or be disturbing to them. So it's giving people the space to also consume that information if they want it and on their own time um, when it's appropriate for them. But, uh, but yeah, you know, long, <laughs> after yeah, all that, great. the long story is, um, you know, recognizing that we're not robots, you yep. know, it's not like we just come into the workplace and all I'm thinking about is work and I'm just going to work, 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 work. And then I go home and I'm a human again. And I, uh, you know, can feel things and I can be impacted by things. We know that we each bring you know, different perspectives and, and different feelings and, and different experiences into the workplace. And if we can provide a place and an environment for those conversations to had, be had um, in a safe space, it is not only providing more inclusion uh, within our company, but it's also cr- providing you know, more connection 
and deeper connection uh, amongst people that work together all day, every day. And it's some of it, I don't want to say it's simple per se, but I, you know, earlier on in my career, and I'm really open about this, it's, it's hard because you're thinking I have to be this person inside of work and this person outside of work. And I see it all the time with other people, but it's so much harder to compartmentalize yourself than it is to bring your whole self. There are going to be things that happen with your family and friends and in the news and like the colleague you were speaking about, uh, we were talking about plastic silverware. There's things that impact our life that if we don't bring it to the table, we don't truly know what's going on. You know, it's taking off that mask and just sharing a little bit more about who we are. I had this, uh, this interesting story <laughs> over a week, um, a time period of a week, and it was a few months ago, probably back in October, and I was just having a bad week, and I don't even know why. I mean, I don't think it was one specific thing. It was just stress and family and life, and just I was not in a great mood, and um, you don't realize how much other people pick up on that and they're affected by it so it like not in a great mood and then a few days later I was fine again and multiple people in the company you know mentioned oh you were in such a bad mood and I didn't know why and you know I thought it was something I did or I thought it was this or I thought it was that and um we're, we're you know we, we all have empathy in one way shape or form mm-hmm. and you know are varying degrees of it and so when you sense that somebody is off or, or having a tough time or just you know very uh quiet then you you want to help them but you mm-hmm. know how do you approach that so for us to create these safe spaces for you know people to not just talk about what's impacting them if, if they want to but also to be there to support that person uh, in a way that feels appropriate is, is important. Would I also, say- during that time, I'll tell you, someone asked me if I was pregnant at an event because oh, no. I, I seemed like I had low energy. It was that same week, and that was not why, but I was like, what? Oh, no. That's happened. I, I think my son was four months old, and somebody asked me. I'm like, I think it's just the fat from the baby I just had, but thank you. Like, I didn't even respond, and that automatically puts you in a mood. Yeah, it was, it was just such a – it was weird because the woman who, whom I, I know um, – and she was like, are you pregnant? And, and I was like, what? I was like, no, uh, why, why? Why would you say that? Um, and she just, she was like, you just feel like you're low energy. And I was like, oh, no. Um, but it, it was just that, it was that exact same week. And so oh. it just, it, it was eye-opening to me because um, I, I don't think I'd realized, you know, how, I usually tend to be very upbeat and happy. And when I'm not, you know, how that had an effect on other people. It's funny that you say that because I'm the same. (laughs) I'm a really positive person. 90% of the time I'm really bubbly and smiley and just try to find really positive in any situation. And I think if something, if I'm in, I don't want to say a bad mood, but if there's, you know, something I'm not my usual self, it seems to show more than if somebody is not like that. So my attitude then impacts other people because they tend to thrive off of the positivity that I bring. And if it's not being brought, it seems to be a different space. Do you have similar kind of experiences being that you're a positive person as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it throws people off. We, you know, and it, it's back to how we even started this conversation about building relationships and 
you know, relationships come in so many different ways, shapes, forms. Um, but it's you. We all, you know, make these associations with people or you know assumptions about who they are, um, which is you know I I, I don't want to say assumptions because that also is biased and, and there's you know a lot to unpack there as well and um, something you know that I think we we I know we will innately try to kind of meet someone and, and try to fill in the blanks and try to understand who they are and, and through that process, you know, if we're not intentional and we're not thoughtful about it, we can uh, fill in the blanks with information that's incorrect and, and harmful. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, especially when we think about in the workplace, um, you know, it, it's people play different roles, right? And that's yeah. when employers talk about like we're, we're, we're hiring for fit and I'm also not a huge fan of that term, but I think, you know, the, the ethos there is, you know, you never want five people who are exactly the same, mm-hmm. right? You want to look at diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of background, identity, then also how do those, if you have five, you know, extroverts who are like alpha, um, you know, versus like what role does everyone play? Because every role is really important. And um, so probably I bring the positivity and the, you know, the smile to the workplace. And when that's not there, it's missed. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, was, it was interesting, you know, because you don't always exactly. recognize that in yourself. It's true. And it's not necessarily one of those things when growing up, it's not analytical, it's not quantitative, it's, it's a strength and a skill, definitely, but it, it's thought about differently now than it was I think in school growing up Mm -hmm. I am curious when you know we're thinking about community hours because I think that's an incredible thing to be able to bring to an organization and your slack channel if a company is not there because I think it requires a lot to get to a place where people feel comfortable to be able to share this these trigger warnings or things that are affecting them is there something that they could start out with or questions to ask or values to consider and this be kind of a little bit further down the line for them as an end goal? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say just start somewhere, right? Um, in the sense of, you know, pick a topic. Hey, you know, we know that many people in the organization are passionate about the environment and, you know, we just had the climate strike and research has come out. If you want to you know be part of a conversation about this and and maybe ways that um not only or if you're interested in learning more about this and in ways that we can take different actions come to this room and and for a meeting um you know so just start it's not mandatory it's an open invitation i think that there's definitely some topics that are more triggering Mm -hmm. people than others um you know certainly you know, violence and uh, discrimination, racism, um, harassment. I mean, those are really important topics to talk about, but are, um, you know, understandably very emotional and triggering to many people. So it might be the first step is, you know, talk about something you feel. um, And and those conversations take building trust. Mm-hmm. Building, building the trust within your community and your, you know, start with just one, one event, one topic, one open conversation. Um, 
you know, I think that there's differing debates about should leadership be there or not, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's said more for leaders there than it um, isn't a safe space anymore, right? And because if, yeah. if that leader doesn't have a, a strong relationship with the team, uh, for us, the head of, um, you know, people in operations is there, but she's there because she's deeply, deeply invested in this community and in being an ally to them and in being a champion for them. And so they, they, they trust her intensely. Um, But also having a leader there um, in this conversation, conversation shows that it is important Mm -hmm. and that it is um, a commitment that they're making around some of these issues. So I would say the easiest thing is, you know, you could do a few things, just start somewhere you know, plan thing, invite people. You could ask employees, you know, is there a topic you would like to cover? Is there something you want to talk about? You know, our plan is to make this an ongoing thing and to cover many topics or to just, you know, in our case, we don't have a set agenda. It's just come in the room and talk about what's on your mind. Um, but that, you know, depending on the culture of your organization, may or may not work the first few times that people have to be comfortable being in that environment and speaking up and knowing that there's no judgment and no ramifications for that. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And I think you bring out, well, very, a lot of good points, but even talking about should leadership be there or should it not? And in your situation, I, I just find it so fascinating and quite frankly, amazing for your employees that you have leadership that wants to be there and people trust. So it's not just about their position. It's they're really invested in the people and people trust them and, and really want them to be there and part of the conversation, which I think is wonderful and something that many companies should be striving for. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. I, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of, um, you know, conscious leadership and the evolution of leadership and and business sustainability. And, you know, for businesses, uh, Elevate's a B Corp. uh, B Corps are for-profit companies that are committed to doing social good. Uh, Examples are, you know, Eileen Fisher, Athleta, Warby Parker, Ben and Jerry's. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm heavily involved in, in that effort. Um, there's a B Corp Women CEO community that came out with a We, we the Change statement um, around business leadership to drive change in this world. And, um, you know, so to be a leader who practices conscious leadership, you have to start with your company, its mission, who are the customers? Do you really understand them? Are you really solving their problems? And, and who's on your team? And are you really creating that environment for you know people to succeed and, and for people to um, feel like they're part of something? And conscious leadership and, and business sustainability, it's not about you know being a nonprofit or just being a business that's um, you know creating social change. I mean, Warby Parker on a customer facing side is about being a business that's disrupting how you access Mm -hmm. eyeglasses and what you pay for them. But on the back end of that and for their employees about being a business that for every pair of glasses that's purchased, they're able to donate glasses to someone in the developing country to Mm -hmm. provide access to um, vision, you know, to all. And so there's a, an end mission there. And you'll find that when company, when employees can really get behind that 
and they know that the leaders really believe in it and embody that. And they work in a place that's not only external mission, but internally driven around the power of employees to um, really embody that ethos and to, to be supported in everything that they do. And um, businesses will flourish and will become stronger and they'll grow. And, and I think we can really change what business is about and what being an employee is about and what the workforce looks like. Um, but you have to be intentional about it. Oh, that was brilliantly said. Thank you. <laughs> that was just, I, I didn't even think about, I'm a huge fan of Warby Parker and what they stand for. And I never really thought about it as looking at it almost from two lenses of they are really changing the market and how we access eyeglasses. I'm always thinking about them as, you know, doing, doing good work and it, they're, they're really disrupting the market in so many different ways. So they, I mean, I appreciate you sharing your stories, your experiences and, and everything with us. So thank you again for taking the time, Christy. Of course. Thanks for having me. I, I loved this conversation. I love talking about this stuff. So it's and, great uh, stuff. <laughs> if our audience I'm wants happy to, to keep going in the future. Oh, no, it sounds wonderful. And if our audience wants to get in touch with you and learn really more about Elevate, how to get involved, how to give back, what would be the best way that they can do that? Uh, Elevate and myself, uh, we are on all the social platforms. Um, it's Elevate and TWK on Twitter. I'm Christy A. Wallace. Elevate underscore NTWK on Instagram. I'm also Christy A. Wallace. Uh, on LinkedIn, we're there. Connect with us and check out elevatenetwork.com. It's E-L-L-E-B-A-T-E network.com. Oh, perfect. Thank you again. And to our audience, if you have any questions for Christy or questions you want to be answered on a future episode, just reach out to me on Twitter at not okay, that's okay. Until next time. Thanks again for listening. But did you know that you can leave me a voice message to answer any questions on an upcoming episode? Just go into the show notes and the link will be there at the bottom for you to send me that message. Have a great day.